Hey friends, it's TJ, the Weirdo with a Beardo, with another episode of True Crime Tuesday. And we're celebrating Halloween all month long as we inch closer and closer to All Hallows' Eve in just several weeks. For decades, we've all heard the urban legend of someone allegedly putting poison, needles, or razor blades in Halloween candy to harm unsuspecting children. But there's only really ever been one confirmed case of Halloween candy tampering in modern history. So this week, we dig into the real-life horror story of poison-laced treats in True Crime Tuesday episode number 81, The Candyman. As our story begins, Ronald Clark O'Brien was born October 19, 1944. Ronald and his wife, Daneen, lived in Deer Park, Texas with their son, Timothy, and daughter, Elizabeth. Ronald was an upstanding citizen, a local optician at Texas State Optical, and a deacon at the local Baptist church, where he sang in the choir and ran a local bus program. To the people who knew Ronald, he was the model citizen. One local pastor even described him as a good Christian man and an above-average father. And Ronald was a good man. But there was much more to Ronald than meets the eye. You see, Ronald also had a problem holding down a steady job. He'd been through 21 different employers over 10 years, typically getting fired for negligent or fraudulent behavior. Even his job at Texas State Optical was hanging on by a thread in the mid-1970s, after rumors began that he'd been stealing from the company. 30-year-old Ronald was fearful he was going to lose his job yet again, and his $150-a-week salary was barely enough to put food on the table and keep a roof over his family's head. Now, it was later discovered that Ronald had racked up over $100,000 in debt in 1974. He'd even defaulted on several bank loans and nearly had his car repossessed. As they say, desperate times call for desperate measures. So Ronald O'Brien developed a sick and twisted plan to try to bail himself out of debt. And that plan was set into motion on a cold, damp, and rainy Halloween night in 1974. So as Ronald was taking his children trick-or-treating around the neighborhood, he joined up with a friend, Jim Bates, and his two children on their candy-finding adventure. The group had stopped at one house, but no one answered. So the rest of the flock moved on, but Ronald stayed behind. Shortly after, Ronald appeared, joining the rest of the group, saying someone did come to the door, and in his hands, he was holding several large pixie sticks a sweet and sour powdered candy packaged in a straw-like tube, and he gave one to each of the children, and the group continued on. But after trick-or-treating had concluded, the family was back at home. Ronald told his children that they could each pick one piece of candy to have before bedtime. Eight-year-old Timothy decided he wanted the giant pixie stick, which he happily began eating, but later complained that it tasted bitter, so his father gave him some Kool-Aid to wash it all down. And almost immediately, Timothy began complaining that his stomach hurt. Soon after, he was on the bathroom floor, convulsing, vomiting, and gasping for air. His parents tried rushing him to the hospital, but by the time they arrived, it was too late. Eight-year-old Timothy was gone. During the autopsy, medical examiners noticed the smell of almonds coming from the boy's mouth, a telltale sign of cyanide poisoning. Further investigation uncovered that Timothy had enough cyanide in his system to kill two or three grown men. Now, luckily, police seized the other four pixie sticks 
before anyone else could consume them, and they discovered that someone had replaced the top two inches of candy powder with granules of potassium cyanide. And as the investigation continued, it was time for Ronald to retrace his steps from the night of trick-or-treating, but he had trouble remembering which house had given him the pixie sticks. He took police to a house he claimed was the one, but the home belonged to a man named Courtney Melvin, a local air traffic controller who had a rock-solid alibi that he'd been working the night shift the evening before when the incident occurred, which nearly 200 people confirmed. News of the poison candy sent shockwaves through the community who were now terrified to allow their children to eat any of their Halloween candy for fear it was laced with a deadly poison. Police later determined that all five of the pixie sticks Ronald O'Brien had given out contained lethal doses of cyanide, in some cases, enough to kill up to four grown adults. And initially, police didn't consider Ronald a suspect until it became evident that they had only visited several houses on that rainy Halloween night in 1974, and none of those houses had handed out pixie sticks as a treat. Further uncovery found that Ronald O'Brien had gotten himself into some major financial trouble. He'd secretly taken out multiple life insurance policies on his children, totaling nearly $60,000 in the mid-1970s, which equates to about $350,000 in today's dollars. And during the investigation, a piece of adding machine tape was found, and on it, Ronald had apparently written the amount of each of his outstanding bills, and the total came to almost exactly what he would stand to receive from the life insurance payout. As authorities dug even deeper, they discovered Ronald contacted several chemical companies about purchasing cyanide, jokingly asking, how much would it take to kill a person? In addition, they also found Ronald's pocket knife, which contained pixie stick candy residue. Now, the entire time Ronald claimed he was innocent and played the part of the grieving father, and maybe part of that was true, but the evidence against him was stacking up. So Ronald underwent a polygraph test, which he failed, and was later arrested November 5th, 1974. Ronald was charged with one count of capital murder and four counts of attempted murder. And on June 3rd, 1975, it took a jury only 46 minutes to decide on a verdict of guilty on all five counts. And Ronald O'Brien was sentenced to death. Shortly after, Ronald's wife, Daneen, filed for a divorce and remarried. Ronald was sent to prison in Huntsville, Texas, to await his fate. And while sitting on death row, other inmates shunned and despised him for killing his own son. Some of them even orchestrated a demonstration the day of his death to express their hatred towards him. Sources at the prison say that Ronald died absolutely friendless when he was killed by lethal injection March 31, 1984, nearly 10 years after murdering his own son with poison trick-or-treat Halloween candy, earning him the nickname, The Man Who Ruined Halloween. And that is this week's True Crime Tuesday, episode number 81, the story of Ronald O'Brien, the Candyman. Join me each week for more stories of true crimes and unsolved mysteries. We'll see you next week.